Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker, and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Hey gorgeous souls and welcome back to another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes. Today is a first for the podcast. We are joined by our first ever pet communicator and I know a lot of you are going to be very excited for this episode. So we are joined by the lovely Joan Ranquette. So Joan, if you don't know, is an accomplished animal communicator of over 30 years, an author, TEDx speaker, educator and animal guardian. Joan's hands-on animal communication and energy healing processes, troubleshoot behavior and medical issues, stimulate healing in conjunction with conventional treatment, and deepen her clients' abilities to care for and understand their animals. Welcome to the show, Joan. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I am excited for you to be here as well. Like I said, we've never had any pet communicators on the podcast. So I'm so intrigued to learn more about the spiritual side of our pets and animals and, you know, why these different things happen and how we can care for them, like your bio says. So I'm really excited to dive into those questions. But a question I have for you, Joe, which is a question I ask every guest who comes on the podcast. When did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? You know, it's funny because you would think it would be around animals, but actually I spiritually awoke, uh, awoke, um, (laughs) (laughs) awakened. Um, In 1986, my sister was diagnosed with a brain tumor and I was, um, living in New York, I was an actress. I was also a writer. I loved my life. And it just went, you know, it was just a big stop in your tracks moment. And um, I remember um, really getting pretty granular on how can we heal this? What can we do? And I was very clear about what could happen. What ended up happening was not that at all. She kind of went as planned how the doctor said it would go right like she died on her expiration date maybe even a few days early and all of the healing that I started learning about 
I never stopped believing in. And I ended up kind of transferring that, if you will, to animals. But it, um, so I would say I was um, 24, 25 when she died. And that really was what did it for me was just stop, literally stopped me in my tracks and Mm -hmm. made me start learning like mindfulness that then I applied to my next horse. Um, I'd had horses in my childhood, but that first adult horse, like I really started applying all of those things that I started learning to move through the grief with my horse. So that's how it happened. So, so interesting. So how did we go from this version of Joan to the pet communicator we see today? What happened? So the horse became like my, I would say my spiritual soulmate, if you will. I didn't know you could have an animal soulmate at the time, but it turns out not only was she my soulmate, but my spiritual teacher. And I learned a lot with her and I subsequently had more horses that I learned other things with. And I have a horse right now that I've had for 32 years and she's 36. She's um, old as hell, but she looks like she's shot out of a cute machine every morning. She's just like this cute little old lady horse and she's still beautiful, but she's, you know, skinny and kind of, you know, lame, but, so cute. I can't stand it. And part of that cuteness is what we've endured together. Part of the the thing that makes her soul so beautiful is what we've done together. So the first soulmate horse, I had her and she, um, I used an animal communicator for the first time again in the eighties. And, um, so I was, um, able to connect with this horse in a way that was like everything I knew to be true. It was, um, I felt so connected to her afterwards. I couldn't believe that this woman could know all this stuff about this horse. And I also was just so enamored with, wow, that might be a cooler job than what I'm doing. I love what she's doing. So I asked her a million questions. How do you communicate? And she would say, well, you're already communicating. And I would be like, no, really, how do you communicate? Like I wanted the, I wanted the step one, step two, step three. And uh, she just kept saying, you can do it. And I met with her a few other times, and it was always really fun. And then with this horse I have now, still, who um, I, I had a lot of challenges with. I didn't get along as well with her. She was lame off and on. And um, I went to look for that animal communicator's phone number, and I couldn't find it. And I ended up finding out about an animal communication class. So I jumped into that class. And um, I was kind of good at it. It was fun. And I didn't think I was going to end up doing it. I thought I was doing it so I could help this horse. And it turns out I got really good at it. And I was able to help a lot of people. And then I thought, well, I'll just keep taking more classes because it's fun. And um, the next thing you know, it was like lighting hay on fire. Everybody wanted uh, a session And again, this is like late 80s, moving into the 90s. And, you know, now it's, there's an animal communicator on every other block. But at the time, there wasn't. And so, you know, the skeptics kind of went that way. But the people that were interested kept me so busy, I couldn't be bothered to know whether there were skeptics or not, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
Such an interesting journey from, like you say, that first instance with your horse to then not being able to find the communicator's number to then you having to learn to do it yourself. So that leads me perfectly into my next question, Joan, which is what is an animal communicator and how do you communicate with animals? So we'll start with the how first and then what is in a second. So I communicate via telepathy. So Telepathic communication is a transference of pictures, words, and feelings. And when we think about that, it sounds abstract and kind of far away, but the truth is we're all doing it all the time. Just like that animal communicator told me, it was true because whether we know it or not, we are broadcasting. Like our animals are looking to us every single day for a sign that everything's safe to know what we're doing, to know how we're feeling, to know how to be based on how we are. And so they're used to, you know, if you look at wild horses or a pack of wolves or coyotes or, um, you know, a pride of lions, they're all connected with each other. And if, you know, they all know what's going on. Now they can individually be doing their own thing, But it doesn't take much to, like, bring them back into, like, uh uh-oh, what's going on? What are we doing, right? So our household is a lot like that also. So right now my cat's meowing, and he's making – he might get louder, just FYI. (laughs) But, um, you know, so we have our animals. You know, we're walking around and doing our our thing, and our animals might be busy over here. But the minute we have that thought of, like, Maybe we should go for a walk. The dog is right there, right? It could be that you're actually picking up on what the dog is thinking and it finally penetrated. So we're always kind of in concert, if you will. Um, Many people have experienced hearing words. Many people have experienced kind of knowing what is going on with an animal. A lot of people can see pictures and so they've accidentally understood like, oh, this dog is that hit by a car many years ago. The other thing that almost everybody has experienced is feeling like walking into a room and knowing a dog is sad or that, you know what I mean? Like we know, we, we've all experienced that. So that's telepathy at its very core. And then when we look at what is an animal communicator, so what I do is I, you know, what I've done for years and years. Now, now I primarily teach, although I do twice a month. I do sessions still. And so somebody will set an appointment. They'll send me a picture of their animal, and um, I will connect telepathically with the animal at the given appointment, get the information. Then I tell the person what's going on, and then they can ask questions. So... It's a great way to really deepen uh, the connection to understand um, maybe if a behavior came out of the blue to understand how an animal is feeling after a surgery or end of life to know, you know, why these two animals aren't getting along, you know, you name it. It's, it's very powerful. Mm, It definitely is. And it was so fascinating because last year, 
I really randomly came across the pet communicator and I don't think I necessarily like, I don't think I was a skeptic, but I feel like even as spiritual as I am and all the different things I explore in myself, I was a bit like, ooh, like what does a pet communicator actually do? How could that actually help? So Luna was experiencing anxiety. So I called her up and booked an appointment and she came over to the house and Luna was like a total different dog in her presence. Like I wish my partner had seen it because she's going along being a happy, playful little like high hype little self. And then as soon as the pet communicator came in, it's like she knew why she was there. Like she knew that she had to communicate with this lady. And it was the most, most bizarre experience I've ever been through, but so insightful and so useful. Yeah. Um, and Luna was telling her like she wanted more of her supplement and, you know, that what food she liked and what she needed more of and it was just so wild seeing Luna like obsess over a supplement until the woman like spoke to her or you know she even sniffed out her own um, flower essences to work with I mean it was incredible and I just think if anybody you know wants to have answers with their pet like try it out because there's so much goodness you can get from a pet communicator that you know maybe not the conventional vet would be able to communicate to you so yeah I I loved that session I would definitely do them again and it was just so fascinating to see how Luna interacted with them as well and a lot of conventional vets use people like me because Mm. they can't get to the bottom of an illness or um you know they just want to know but one of the things that I think about animal communication at its core and why Luna behaved that way is When we feel heard, that's the most healing thing that can happen. And then all of a sudden, we're living in possibility again. And so that is, um, now my dogs and cats are going to chase each other. The minute I said, we're living in possibility, my dog was like, yeah, I can chase the cat. But anyway, (laughs) um, but it's true. It's like being heard is uh, just about the most healing thing there is. Absolutely, absolutely. And you think when we feel hurt as a human, you know, that sense of relief we feel and we're like, oh, like someone understands, someone can listen. So it makes total sense that our animals would feel like that because they probably do try to communicate. And a lot of the time we're like, you know, we don't understand or we're kind of switched off to it maybe. So yeah, that makes total sense. So moving on to the kind of like anxious behaviors and you know the kind of problems that your clients would kind of come to you with how can we tell if our pet is anxious or distressed what are the signs um mostly the signs are like maybe a change in behavior maybe there's more lethargy or the opposite that they're kind of driven to do things like licking or digging or chewing or shredding other signs would be maybe panting in the corner um just really not being themselves. Yeah, and you can tell because I feel like when Luna's anxiety started, like, you know, she would start to do different behaviors and then behavioral things would come out. And there's always this one thing that she does, which no behavioral therapist or pet communicator has been able to get to the bottom of is she always does this one behavior. And I know it's anxiety um, based, And it seems to be around me, not my partner, um, because she lived with me the most at that stage in her life. And it's always when I go outside to the bins of all places and I walk to the back gate and I might put something in the bin or I might go out the back gate and come back in, not even leave her, just for a few seconds. And she'll bite my feet. 
And it is something that has not been able to go at all over her two and a half years. And that for me was like the start of that behavior. And then it would kind of reflect in her walks when she would interact with other dogs. So for me, I tried the behavioral side of things and there were some really good tips and tricks they taught us. But actually the pet communicator and working with the flower essences especially really, really helped things because she was having that physical support as well, you know, not just behavioral. So it's really interesting how you can start to see things develop and how quickly those behaviors develop as well if you don't do something about it and how it kind of progresses into other kind of like reactive behaviors. And that's something that as a dog, first time dog owner, you know, I had no knowledge of before and nobody kind of, as many books as I read, nobody kind of gives you (laughs) that kind of education of what to do if your dog does this and if they become angry anxious what do you do about that so that's why I love that pet communicators can really get to the root of it and get to the bottom of it and when you've kind of identified any anxiety or maybe a traumatic situation for the animal what are the kind of tools or modalities that you will use with your clients and with the dogs to help that well the main one that I use I just happened to have written a book about it um, is emotional freedom technique EFT Emotional freedom technique for animals. Um, it's a human technique that's very powerful. Very, 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 very powerful. There's another technique I use more when there's maybe a disease or an illness, and that's called the scalar wave. But all energy healing, so I, my last book was called Energy Healing for Animals, and I always talk about how all energy healing modalities have one thing in common, and that is intention and then the one thing that all modalities whether you're working with behavior or illness require in order to make the transformation is relaxation and both of the modalities i work with have relaxation really built in so with the eft emotional freedom technique we um have you ever used eft do you know what it is we are big fans of EFT on this channel. Don't you worry. So. Okay. So um, I'll just go through it. <laughs> I love that. Um, really quick. And it would be fun to do it with your dog. But anyway. Um, yeah. and so EFT is um, emotional freedom technique, which is tapping on specific on a specific sequence of acupressure points. And each of these points are connected to um, meridians. And each of those meridians are connected to organ systems. And in traditional Chinese medicine, they believe that the organ systems are connected to an emotion. So when we have a challenging emotion, we're actually tapping on feel-good points while we tell this story. And the trick with that is to really just, you know, tell the story but stay it more in the emotion and really allow that nervous system to come down so that you start to feel the relaxation. You, yeah, for ourselves, you know, you know what it's like when you start to yawn and you start to like, all of a sudden there's like more space in your being. Right. And so the same thing happens for animals. And in fact, while an animal might be resistant to change, just as a person is, an animal isn't going to be skeptical about the modality. So they'll kind of be like, all right, I'm all in. I don't know what you're doing, lady, but okay. Um, So they definitely receive it, you know. And sometimes, just like people that might be like, I'm not changing. In fact, 
I love using one, my older horse that I was talking about. When I have students work on her, she actually presses her lips together like, mm, you're not getting through. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And then she turns her head and like yawns over here as if nobody can see it. And then it's like back, like, you can't change me. But you she didn't does. see it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so they can be resistant, but eventually it goes into their system. So from what you're just saying there, Joan, just so I can understand it myself, do you tap on yourself or do you actually tap on the animal? I tap on the animal. Oh, okay. That's so interesting. I've never heard that you could do this before. I just assumed you would do it on yourself and it would kind of energetically go there. But it makes perfect sense that, you know, you'd be tapping their meridian points. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you why. And, and there's a couple of reasons why. But you could tap on yourself. You could also tap in the air if the animal doesn't like its face touched. And you can also tap along the spine if they don't like their face touch because all of the same points that are here, bladder one, triple heater 23, stomach one, all of the, there are association points on the bladder meridian, which runs parallel to the spine. But what happens with animals is, so let's say your dog has this anxiety and maybe something historical happened before you got the dog that would make her want to bite your ankles when you're coming in from the bin, right? So... Mm -hmm. Um, let's say, for example, just you leaving out that particular door gets Luna wound up, right? Is it Luna? Yeah. Okay. So let's say it gets her wound up and, and it's almost like, I, I can't, I can't take it. Right. So animals go to behavior to create expression of what they're experiencing mm. and it gets very much locked in their body. Well, what, I'll tell a little story. Let's pretend there's a duck on the pond and the duck is floating along and everything's great. And then in the distance, it sees a little fox looking at it like it, it, the fox is saying, oh, that duck looks good for dinner. And the duck goes, uh-oh. So the fight or flight response kicks in, right? And he first freezes and the adrenaline kicks in, which gives our lungs more air and our we become more powerful with that adrenaline. Um, it's a fight or flight mechanism to survive, right? So when the duck starts to take flight and flies over to the neighboring pond, the adrenaline releases through the flight. And so once he lands on the other pond and he sees his buddy, he pretty much forgets that that even happened because all of the adrenaline came out and he's floating along again. What happens for our animals in our home is that unless you have a good animal communicator, they don't get to express all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so it gets trapped in their body. And so more than anything in the world, energetic body work becomes the most powerful way to help an animal release what's going on in their body before they get to a point of expressing through behaviors or internalizing and getting sick. Mm. And it's really interesting. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Interesting because I always remember this um, friend I used to have where we used to live a few months ago. We used to go on dog walks frequently and she was training to be a dog behavioral therapist. And she said, oh, I was reading about this. And she said that um, what they were teaching them was that, you know, just like humans where you might drive to work and someone cuts you off and you get like, oh, that was so annoying. And then you get to work and you're late and your boss tells you off and that's really annoying. And now that's added to that bucket. And then something else happens and something else happens. So at the end of the day, you kind of snap and you're like, oh, like, does everyone leave me alone? And she said, you know, we as humans see that there have been multiple things that have annoyed us and kind of wound us up. Whereas we just see the dog's behavior is like, oh, why are they snapping? Why are they kind of doing that behavior when actually they have those little buckets as well and things are adding Um, into their day? Yes. And they have those little buckets and they don't have the expression we do, right? Mm. They have those buckets. And unless you are exercising your animal a lot, and letting them play and letting them have free time and letting them have sniffing and letting them have all the things that they need in their world. And even then they still, that bucket could be filling up. Um, that's a great way of looking at it. Um, we still get on the phone with our friend and say, Oh my God, you cannot believe that jerk cut me off. My boss was a bitch. And then, you know what I mean? And then we might be like, I got to go because I have therapy. Then we get on with the therapist like, Oh, you know what? I had one of those days again. So it it's, we have all sorts of ways of expressing it all. We not only have reasoning, but we have expression and they don't. So, so true. So what are some of the common triggers or mental health issues that you see with animals, Joan? Well, anxiety is one of the most amazing things because that actually is not only a, you know, kind of a mental health issue, but it's also, it can become a physiological, like they can get butterflies in their tummy too. Um, it can start to affect their digestion. It, they can start doing the licking. So anxiety is kind of, is a main one. Grief is another huge one. Grief is big. Often we, we love to go to worst case scenario. So when we see animals in the shelter and we see that they're kind of shut down, we often will be like, oh my God, they were probably bait dogs in some sort of horrible high stakes dog fighting ring, right? But meanwhile, they're simply grieving, you know, but our mind goes to that, oh, they were abused. They, it's terrible. And it's like, no, they're, they're grieving because 
maybe their person died or maybe they maybe they weren't in the best of circumstance but they didn't know any better they loved that person so we don't you know grief is really huge and like with people it it's deep and we don't always know what it is right and then it can kind of lead to depression where in more in dog world we call it kind of shutting down um another one would be anger you know dogs that are very reactive and that would fall more into the category of like what you just said that maybe they already came with a little bit of a like i don't know i don't trust uh oh you know kind of the uh oh uh oh uh oh is going on for them and then on t- then like three things could happen right like that dog pushed her off the couch and then so and so you know said no you can't come out and play like yeah they could have a number of things and then those are the ones that might explode so a, a lot of the same things you see with people anxiety grief depression or shutting down anger all of those things and it makes total sense like you say from what we've been discussing in you know the podcast so far of that you know they do experience the same things as us and they can access and it's really interesting to hear they get like the butterflies in the stomach as well because you just you wouldn't think it but it makes total sense so what are your top tips to help ease these behavioral issues and other symptoms associated with depression anxiety and compulsion in animals Well, I would say one of the biggest things that you can do is um is ground your animal. Um and the way that the first and foremost is almost like taking a moment, putting both feet on the floor and just taking a breath and you letting go of the day, right? And just being in that neutral space and not in a I've got to do this before I get to that, right? Like just being in that neutral space of okay. I'm going to help my animal now. And one of the really great ways is something called the bladder sweep and that is where you you go again the bladder one bladder meridian that we tap on. So you go from like their forehead all the way over the top of their head down their neck across their back to the end of the tail three times just stroking three slow times. And then you do the same thing but you go down maybe the right leg from the top of the head to the bottom of the right leg three times and then you do the same thing down the left leg and you want to end at the outside toe because that's the very end of that bladder meridian. So that's why it's called the bladder sweep because you're following along the bladder meridian and that's one of the most calming things you can do. Of course, I think EFT is just profound and I've got this book uh emotional freedom technique for animals where you know you can do it on um the the book has investigative kind of questions to help you understand what the emotion for the animal might be and then really look at like how do you feel about it but how do you feel even more about it like because sometimes when we have a misbehavior for an animal we're like frustrated and then we're sad we can't get to the bottom of it and then we're depressed that we can't help them get past it and they can't go outside because they react you know like all the things so when um sometimes really self examination how am i participating in this and um like i said this book is a, is great for taking a, a step back and looking at what are my feelings that could be impacting this behavior 
And then what do I think those feelings are underneath for my animal companion that is making them react this way? So the bladder sweep for calming, the EFT for transforming the, the feelings. I think just joy, finding ways to have fun. I, that's number one. Like my dogs and I, uh, four days a week, we go on a hike and then the other three days I ride my horses. So I like find joy. And then I have a catio. So I spend time with my cats, but, um, you know, it's like finding joy with everyone. I think joy goes a long way. And, and one thing that is interesting, I recently heard this, that maturity is finding a way to, to experience joy and sorrow simultaneously, right? Like we can be in a situation like, in our household, we recently lost the matriarch cat, and she was kind of the boss of everyone, myself included. And so in losing her, in many ways, the household was grieving, but we still found a lot of joy. And so it's always like finding that balance of you can be you, you can have your feelings, and we can still have this joyful experience together. Absolutely. And a question that I have, Joe, which I think probably – it's quite an obvious one given the answer that you've just given me. But again, a lot of people probably ask this and ask you this question, but are our pets influenced by our anxiety and moods and energy and the trauma that we hold as well? Absolutely. Um, I, I know there's a common notion that they're mirroring me, but they really are not. They are their own being with their own karma, their own wounding, their own healing, their own purpose, their own trajectory. And we happen to link up with them in the same way that we link up with a sister, a brother, a lover, a husband, a wife, a child, you know. So then we're experiencing this thing together. But they have their own reasons for having the feelings that they have. That said, our behavior, our feelings, our trauma, our stuff can definitely impact and imprint them with their own experience. So we really want to be um, what I refer to in my second book, Energy Healing for Animals, the emotion, actually my first book, uh, both books I talk about, let's be the emotional leader, meaning I can still have a bad day at work, but I'm going to try and really think about it and then leave it at the door and walk in the door and take that breath and be present with everyone around me. Um, and I guess you could say, well, you could have sorrow and joy at the same time. You could have like, I'm mad at my boss and joy at the same time, right? Like, you know, we can have simultaneous feelings. I think we just, it, it, like finding the joy is so important in this day and age. Yeah. Um, and our animals deserve it, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, I always remember one of um, my f close friends who got her dog at the same time that I got Luna and the behavioral therapist that she worked with, because we, we've both got dash hounds, so we've both got the same breed of dog. And he was saying to her, you know, like your anxiety is feeding through the lead to Odin. So then he's yeah. picking up on your anxiety walk. And then he's now anxious because he knows that you're anxious. And obviously you're meant to be the pack leader. And it's so fascinating how 
our energy, like how we feel within ourselves does feed down that lead. It does feed into their energy as well. And like you say, just taking that moment to breathe, taking that moment to ground, just so we're going into their space, you know, as calm and grounded as we can be makes all the difference. Because I know with Luna, if I go in and I've had a stressful day and I'm like, oh, don't speak to me, anyone, you know, she's not going to want to come and cuddle me. She's not going to want to be like, oh, hi, mum, we give you lots of love. She's like, yeah, whatever. I'll see yeah. you later. Whereas I'm grounded and I'm calm and I'm just like, huh, and I've let the day go. Then she's all over me. I can't get her off. So <laughs> it definitely makes sense. Yeah. And what, what you, the behaviorist that told your friend that I always call that like, the bad biofeedback infinity loop, right? Like, because they want to take care of us. They want to help us. They want to, I mean, there's some divas that we're supposed to take care of, but for the most part, you know, animals love to take care of us and, and we them, right? But when it turns into this anxiety thing, someone has to be the adult in the room and say, stop, I'm going to stop this. Let's both be grounded and move forward. Definitely. Well, before we get Luna, Joan, and you can we can work our magic with her. One question I love to ask every guest as we exit the podcast is what is one piece of life advice that you'd like to leave my lovely listeners with? I think that just knowing you've got it, that you are communicating with animals or that you are intuitive or that you're on the right path or that you'll find the right path. I just feel like, especially... Um, I, I had the fortune of talking to a young 16 year old yesterday for a couple hours, my neighbor who, um, has all these life plans, right? Like she's going to go to law school and be a criminal lawyer and da, 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 da. And, but she loves animals. And I just thought to myself, no matter what she does, she's going in with such like drive and purpose and passion that even if, if like me, there was a course correction, <laughs> You know, like I loved being an actor and being in the theater and being in the film business, but I love this even more. Like you've got it. Just jump in. Love that. Amazing advice. Thank you, Joan. And where can my lovely listeners find you if they want to learn more about your work or, or get your book? Um, so our books are all on all the usual um, book platforms, Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, all of those, and in bookstores. And then my website is j-o-a-n-r-a-n-q-u-e-t.com. So that's me. And we'll put a nice clickable easy link in the description so you can go find Joan's website really easy. Well, I'm going to go get Luna on that note. <laughs> okay. So what did the animal communicator say was the uh, why she was biting you? So her anxiety on walks was just anxiety in general through, you know, anxiety that I'd fed through the lead, obviously, through, you know, learning how to train a dog. So I think a lot had come from me um, mm -hmm. and her anxiety. But she just kind of said, and again, the behavioral therapist said as well, that it was more of a case of just a dog doing it for the sake of doing it rather than like a meaning behind it sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. She is so stinking cute. I can't stand it. How old is she? Two and a half now. Oh, my God. Hi. Um, <laughs> so do you want to tap with her a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So um, 
The one thing I do, and you'll just follow along, I don't do the setup statement when we're jumping into this situation because it, it becomes a challenge. So especially right now with her being wiggly, right? We'd be like, wait, give me your paw. So um, what we'll do is, okay, there we go. So I'm just going to call out the points to you and, um, and you'll tap and repeat after me. So starting with the inside of the eye, go ahead and tap on her, tap on her. Okay. Nina. And starting there and saying, I am so anxious when I go out. I am so anxious when I go out. Outside of the eye. I get so wound up. I get so wound up. Under the eye. I get crazy, actually. I get crazy, actually. Top of the nose. I want to have fun, but I'm scared. I want to have fun, but I'm scared. Under the chin. I want to have fun, but I'm scared. I want to have fun, but I'm scared. Inside of the chest. I want to have fun, but I'm scared. I want to have fun, but I'm scared. Top of the head. I am scared. I am scared. Inside of the eye. I get scared. I get scared. Outside of the eye. And then nobody's doing anything. And then nobody's doing anything. Under the eye. So then I get a little crazy. So then I get a little crazy. Top of the nose. I let everybody know I'm coming. I let everyone know I'm coming. Under the chin, I let everyone know I'm coming. I let everyone know I'm coming. Inside the chest, I get really wound up. I get really wound up. Top of the head. And you know what? My mom gets wound up too. I know what? My mom gets wound up too. Inside of the eye, she gets all weird. She gets all weird. Outside of the eye, she's weird. She's weird. Under the eye. Normally, she's so normal. Normally, she's so normal. Top of the nose, but she gets wound up. But she gets wound up. Under the chin, she gets wound up. She gets wound up. Inside the chest, and then I get more wound up. And then I get more wound up. Top of the head, I get wound up. I get wound up. Inside of the eye, I really love to have a nice walk. I really love to have a nice walk. Outside of the eye. I'd really love to feel safe. I'd really love to feel safe. Under the eye. I will feel safe. I will feel safe. Top of the nose. I am safe. I am safe. Under the chin. And I am fun. And I am fun. Inside the chest. And I can still let everyone know I'm coming. And I can still let everyone know I'm coming. Top of the head. And I am safe. And I am safe. Okay. She released so much. She was yawning all the way through that. Yeah. And 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 licking and chewing doing So <laughs> she really that was a big release for her. So you yeah. could do that round again, starting more with the anxiety and then moving into safe. Mm. I'm safe. This is fun. I can be loud, but I'm safe. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for that. And again, like never knew that you could do tapping for dogs. So we're going to be doing it from now on. <laughs> yeah, look how calm she is now. She's like, yeah. Well, thank you, Joan, for that. So, so interesting. And I'm sure everyone listening is going to be so fascinated by that and probably tapping away with their dogs and cats at home. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Joan, for today. It's honestly been such a joy speaking with you, learning from you, and I'm sure everybody here has got so much from this experience. So thank you so much. Thank you. It was really fun. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes today. I really hope you have enjoyed my conversation with Joan. As always, you can find a clickable link to Joan's work in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, my books, my videos, or anything else that I have to offer, you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here, because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget, you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fabulous week whatever you're up to and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week. Lots of love. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.